Hello, everyone. This is the I Bounce Back podcast and your host, Indre. This podcast is about people who bounce back from the hardest, the most challenging, and the craziest situations in their lives, and today they help and inspire others. I was working in the entertainment industry, and I just realized that it wasn't for me. That lifestyle and that culture is not normal at all. This is episode number two, and today our guest is Leslie Saglio, an American who grew up in Los Angeles, California, and started her career in the entertainment industry. But this episode is not going to be about just the entertainment industry. Leslie is going to tell us her story about a journey from the Hollywood industry to self-discovery in Europe. Well, I, I'm from LA originally, so for me it was it was kind of it seemed like the normal thing to do. You know, I went to university, I went to business school at USC, and when I graduated, which was mm, quite a long time ago, it was like 19 years ago. <laughs> I'm dating myself. Um, yeah, entertainment. Well, it still is a really big industry, but that was really a natural progression for most people that were in Los Angeles. So um, I actually graduated right after September 11th. So as you can imagine, a lot of companies were either firing or there was a hiring freeze. So I didn't work right away outside of university. And then there was a, there was a job fair at USC and Warner Brothers was, was recruiting. And I had already had some previous experience working for DreamWorks, uh, doing an internship for them. And yeah, it just seemed like a natural fit. You know, I, I was a business major. I really loved marketing and the creative aspect of business. I interviewed with them, oh gosh, maybe three, four rounds. And um, I worked with them marketing their movies internationally. And it was, I think it was a really great experience. You know, like it's, you really, you really get to see how much work is put into these movies that we see um, how much time is spent as well. But for me, it wasn't so much about the glamour. I mean, obviously that's exciting, but I think because I was from LA, I wasn't really too phased by um, the Hollywood glamour of it all. It was, it was a job for me. <laughs> it was a job like any other job. <laughs> yeah. But what kind of atmosphere or culture did you face in the entertainment industry? Because there are a lot of stories about you know, a sort of fake lifestyle or stress and anxiety, a lot of pressure. How was it for you? Yes, you definitely get a lot of that in LA. And I think especially since now I've, I've lived in Europe for going on 15 years now, you realize that that lifestyle and that culture is not normal at all. So I think because you know, you're from LA, you think it's really normal to really be concerned about your outward appearance, how you look, the car you drive, the clothes you wear. It just seems really normal just because the culture is, you know, it's a Hollywood culture. That's where, that's where the movies come from. But you realize once you are outside of that, um, that environment, and now that I've been living in Europe, it's, it's definitely not, it's not normal. <laughs> so it's definitely a very high, 
octane lifestyle and and yeah it's it's um it's very different than than Europe I'd have to say and so when did you realize that this lifestyle was not for you hmm good question I realized quite early on I think I was really fortunate to have that aha moment uh, when I was working in the entertainment industry and I just realized that it wasn't for me like I was really on the fast track to to really grow in that department and and I was doing quite well and but still I just felt like something was missing and there was an opportunity that one of my good friends presented to me to to start a company and you know start this entrepreneurial path which I did in real estate and at that time that's when I met my husband my French husband um, I met him online and I'd never been to Europe you know we were having a long distance relationship between London and Los Angeles and my whole experience of the world once I traveled to Europe I realized wow it's so much bigger than than LA and this whole culture and there's so much more to experience and enjoy in the world and there's so much more than all those shiny objects that you're kind of raised to believe like that will bring you happiness at least you know being in LA that's kind of what you're exposed to you've mentioned that you started your own business but if we go back to your work in the movie industry, you were on the top of your game. Did something in particular happen that made you realize that you needed to leave your job and change your lifestyle? Mm, that's a really good question. <laughs> and that's actually um, part of my the book that I'm writing. So I'd have to say it was, it was during a meeting. It was during a filmmaker meeting uh, for a big franchise film that we were working on. And, you know, when I say filmmakers, what we mean by that is we mean the actors, actresses, producers, directors, anyone that's working, you know, behind the scenes, right? So the ones that are actually producing the movie. And I remember, you know, this person, this filmmaker was, is not known to be a really nice person. Um, and I remember how they were treating, you know, my boss, and you know my colleagues and I just saw how they were you know within the meeting and how they were you know how they were treating um, you know my colleagues these human beings who had worked so hard on this film and I just remember thinking to myself like I can't see myself working for someone like that like you know when when you're in an organization you really have to ask yourself looking up like at your boss or your boss's boss is like is that who I want to be in like five ten years time is that is that what I want to do and those were the questions I asked myself you know early on in my 20s sitting at that Hollywood meeting is this what I want to do and, and I just felt like a lump in my heart just saying to myself no it's not but I didn't make a move right away. You know, obviously I, I, I felt like this, this wasn't for me, but you know, it took some, a bit of, you know, opportunities that, that came my way and, and also, you know, opening my heart and my eyes to other opportunities that, that might be available to me. Um, but while still working, you know, because I had to work <laughs> outside of college. In the US we have 
we have college uh, student loans, which I think is foreign to people in Europe. But yeah, I, I had to I had to work, so it wasn't an option to to just quit and take like a sabbatical or something like that. Did you have a burnout or like did you experience any stress because? Well, the work culture in the States is also different than in Europe, which is much more relaxed, I would say. Yes, it's a really fast-paced work, was due yesterday type of culture. Um, I remember working like 50 to 60-hour weeks, working on the weekends, and... Yeah, I just remember thinking or feeling that that was normal. You know, like I used to be a big smoker. I smoked cigarettes. I would drink. I took sleeping pills. I drank a lot of coffee just to keep myself awake, just to keep going. And not knowing that that wasn't normal and that eventually, you know, my body would burn out and it would break down and you know, that's not a healthy way of living and that's not a healthy way of working or being in this world. And it wasn't until I moved to Europe and realized, wow, that is not normal. That's not healthy. Did I realize, wow, I, I got it completely wrong <laughs> back then. But I think it's not until we actually go through it ourselves and we're on the other side, do we realize, okay, so that wasn't that probably wasn't the, the best decision or the best way to live, but you never know until you actually experience it. Yeah, exactly. But was alcohol or medication the way you were dealing with the stress? Oh, yes, absolutely. Dealing with the stress, you know, like you, you wake up, you know, you, you drink coffee, you spend these, these long hour days by your desk, sometimes not having lunch or having lunch at your desk. You don't, you know, go out for lunch. Um, you might take like a cigarette break for because you're stressed out, um, go home, maybe drink some wine just to like wind down and then take a sleeping pill because, you know, you're so you're actually exhausted, but your mind can't rest and you can't go to sleep because of all the caffeine and all the things that you're thinking about. So, yeah, it was a really different, different lifestyle than, than what I'm used to and, and how I'm living now. That's for sure. <laughs> so anyone that, that meets me now that didn't know me back then are very much surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and can you tell us a little bit about your decision to move to Europe? How did that happen? Was it stressful because you moved to another continent, different culture? How was it? Yeah, so I, I mean, I moved for love. I moved for my boyfriend, who's my husband now, uh, we had a long distance relationship for nine months. He proposed and I said yes. And, you know, the, the, the difficult question wasn't whether I was going to marry this man. It was who's going to move? Was he going to move to L.A. or was I going to move to London? And with a lot of weighing the pros and cons, we just decided together as a couple that, you know, it was an opportunity for me to live outside of the U.S. because I, you know, hadn't really done that other than a university, like study abroad program in China during university. Um, and then also, you know, I was, I'm a bit younger than him, so it would be easier for me to reinvent myself, you know, for my career. 
So I moved to London thinking, you know, this is going to be easy because everyone speaks English and this should just be a walk in the park. <laughs> and um, I just remember that first winter and it was it was so hard. <laughs> I'm not used to that weather coming from L.A. You know, the skies are gray. It's wet. It's rainy. It's gloomy. Um, it's, it is a different culture. I mean, people speak English, but it's still European. And I wasn't working right away and so you know if you're not working and you moved your life for you know your partner it's it's not the same it's not the same social circle and it's pretty much starting over again you know um if you were to move which I did so it was it was difficult in the beginning um but I got through it and I have to say London's an incredible city and I loved my time there both my children were born there and, and they have incredible memories of London. And, and um, yeah, as soon as I shifted my perception that because when I arrived in London and there was some time when I was kind of, I was kind of second doubting my decision. Oh my gosh, what did I just do? I sold everything. I left my life and I moved across the country, across the ocean. And I would always think to myself, okay, when can I get back to LA? When am I going to move back? When are we going to move back? But then as soon as I just stopped that and just allowed myself to just enjoy my time there, because, you know, I'm so used to doing, 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 doing in LA and I had to work and my work defined me. And if I wasn't working, that means I was a loser and I wasn't, you know, valuable and worthy. And that's just, that's just a load of crap. You know, it's just, it's just this programming that I had being raised in America that you are defined by your work. And that's not the case at all. And it just, it was a lot of unlearning, I guess you can say, coming to Europe and realizing that you can relax. You don't always have to be doing something. You can enjoy your time. You can, you know, and that's something I, I, I learned. I learned um, moving here in Europe. How much time did it take for you to unlearn those <laughs> oh, I think once I had my first child and I had her quite quite early so I, I moved to Europe 2006 we got married in 2007 and I had my daughter nine months after we got married <laughs> so I would say it took a couple years I think, you know, one year, the first year, you have to go through all the seasons, right? And then the second year, you're kind of getting your footing, you're getting settled, um, you're realizing, okay, this is not just a holiday, I'm, I'm here for the long haul. <laughs> so I better stop, make, start making some real connections and some real, yeah, just a real life for myself. Um, so I'd say it took me a couple of years. And then once I, I became a mother in Europe, and it really forced me to, to seek connections and to seek my own friendships and to to really establish my own roots in in that city in that country so it was it was a blessing mm -hmm. to, to have her so so young i bounce back is a bi-weekly podcast launching new episodes every second wednesday Visit our website, iBounceBack.net, find more inspiring stories and more information about our work. Also, check out our social media icons and connect with the iBounceBack podcast on different media platforms.
Now it's time to go back to Leslie's story. After moving to Europe, she changed her life completely. She became a yoga teacher and later a life coach. Today, she works with many clients across Europe and other parts of the world. But how did everything start? Well, the journey to to wellness and healing and spirituality, you can call it, wrap it all up into one. It really had when my best friend from childhood, she was diagnosed with cancer and and I started to really question how I was living, how I was raising my children, what we were eating, just everything. Um, and then she, she passed away and I remember uh, it, it, it really was hard for me. It was really hard. I mean, even though she had cancer and she was in remission and then um, it came back, it, it was really tough. You know, it's, it's one thing, I think, a grandparent, you know, when, they, when they've had a full life. And, um, but when it's, it's different, I feel like when it's someone so young and you really question and, and like first you may be angry and then you're sad and you're grieving. It's just the whole spectrum of emotions. Like why, why this person? And so it, it made me seek um, healers and found my way to meditation and yoga and, and, and all those different modalities that, that made me, um, that helped me um, move through my grief and to remember with more love than pain. And so I remember when I was doing yoga and I, was, I realized how transformative these practices were you know, in my own personal journey. And I, I thought to myself and I felt like it would, like I wanted to share how transformative these practices were because I had experienced so deeply the dichotomy of the American lifestyle and then how different that was from the European lifestyle and then being a mother and experiencing death. And, you know, there was so much emotions that I had suppressed growing up and then after university and just go, 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 and just doing, 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 doing. And then being able to finally feel these emotions and move through them and then being able to realize, okay, what can I learn from them? And and then coming out on the other side and feeling, wow, I would, I would love to be able to help somebody, anyone that would be willing to, you know, be open to, uh, to experience the the shift that I did in in those in those practices. So I got my long story short, I got my yoga teacher training. I trained as a wellness coach and I just continued to help people um, teaching, coaching, and I always continued to have my own private mentor or coach um, while I was coaching people. And yeah, and then just I guess you can say just life as my PhD as well, just attracted um, the clients that, that I work with now, just being an expat and, you know, knowing and experiencing work in the corporate culture, also as an entrepreneur, being a parent, um, understanding American and European culture, you know, being married to a Frenchman and having children um, in Europe. So, there's a, a lot of unique, I would say, 
very unique <laughs> understanding that and compassion that I have for for people and and life in general based on all that I have been through personally. We've talked a lot about uh, your previous work in LA in the entertainment industry, but if you can compare your previous job and the current job, what's different? What do you like about your current work as a life coach? Well, there's nothing that beats being your own boss, that's for sure. So when you, you know, can set your own schedule and you have the freedom to to work when you want, to work remotely, to, you know, to work with who you want as well. So, you know, it's about collaboration, not competition when I work. Um, and then also being a mother, like it's, it's so rewarding to be able to fit my work in to my lifestyle and um, than the other way around. And also being able to have a work that I'm really passionate about and know that I'm helping people and changing lives and helping to, to heal the planet through my work. It's a much more, it's, it's a different calling than, than what I was doing before. And, and I feel honored that that's the work that I'm doing now. That's, that's very beautiful. And how would you say what's your life philosophy today? Mm, my life philosophy. <laughs> How much time do we have? Let, let me make something really simple and short, sweet. Well, okay, the one thing that's coming to mind for me, and this was a big one for me in 2015, which was the main motivation why we moved to Spain from, from London, uh, was because my father was on hospice care and he was dying. And I remember no regrets. You know, my husband all the time, Like, come winter in London, he'd say, you know, where can we move to? I want to be in the sun. I'm tired of, you know, these these wet, gray winters. Because he had been in London for 16 years. I'd been there for 10. And ever since I saw my father, you know, he, his, his body literally started to shut down. He, you know, he couldn't walk anymore. He couldn't talk anymore. And eventually, he, he couldn't eat or drink. And I remember sitting by his bedside and just thinking, no regrets. I don't want to have a life of regrets. Like life is long, but it's also really short. And I think, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Like everything is figure outable. That's a saying from Marie Forleo, but it's true. Everything, you know, you can figure it out. You know, you can go back, you can go somewhere else. You just change it. But I think the worst thing is if you can go through life having regrets. And so my big life philosophy, is no regrets, <laughs> no regrets. And I think the one way that you can really tune into that is to get really still with yourself, get really quiet and really ask your heart, is it an intuitive yes or is it a hell no? And that's the best way. Yeah, the question that I want to ask you next um, You kind of touched upon it already, but what advice would you give to people who feel stuck or not enough or they cannot simply find their path? Maybe, you know, they want to move to another country or continent, but they are afraid to take that first step because I think many people don't take a step forward because of the unknown. So what would you tell people? these people 
Um, yeah, that's a big one. The fear of the unknown, the fear of uncertainty, which is what we're going through right now, right, with this pandemic. But what's really interesting is that virus or no virus, you know, life is, is full of uncertainty. Like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know how long each of us has in our life. Like, we, we don't know. There's a lot of things that we don't have certainty or control over. So some of the biggest encouragements I would have for people that are having some fear around making a decision or they're feeling stuck, number one, which I think is a big one, and I know that's that's what really got me through some of my really big decisions, which was um, leaving Hollywood to become an entrepreneur and then also dating a man that lived in London, right? So all these big decisions, I actually didn't tell anyone or not too many people in the beginning. I only trusted and told like really only one or two people. I think when you have a dream and, you know, there's something that you really like, like your heart's desire, but if you share it too soon, you know, people will always have their own opinion. People will filter their perception based on their own experiences. And sometimes people will, you know, they may discourage you before you've even tried. And, and that's not fair, is it? So I think it's important that sometimes you keep whatever it is that your dream is really sacred to you in the beginning. And, you know, keep nurturing that, keep nourishing that and, and really, you know, be with the people that have that same mindset. So for instance, for me, when I was, you know, going to leave the corporate culture to become an entrepreneur, I surrounded myself with other people that were entrepreneurs. I surrounded myself with other people that were in that growth mindset. Like, you know, there is something different. There, there is another way to, to work and be in this world. So I would think that's, you know, my encouragement is, you know, also to surround yourself with people that you can be inspired by and that you can aspire to. That's really important. And probably the last one, just because it's such a big part of my life and a big part of my spiritual practices, is to start meditation if you haven't already. Meditation is a super powerful, free practice that you can do on your own or you know if you if you don't have meditation practice you can always go on an app or, or find somebody that a teacher that you resonate with and just get really still and quiet because all the answers that we seek are already within us and it's just a matter of getting quiet and turning turning down all that chatter in our heads so that we can really listen all the answers that we seek already within us. What a lovely phrase to end the story. That was Leslie Saglio, a life coach who built her business following her passion and her journey to self-discovery. And before I ended the conversation with Leslie, I gave her a tiny task to complete three incomplete sentences. My decision to quit my job was life-changing. My experience living abroad has taught me. We are all the same. My next big challenge is to continue in lockdown being a calm, sane mom and entrepreneur. <laughs>
just do something like that. It's very important, actually. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you liked, please subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to check out our third episode. It's going to be about the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community in London and the decision to leave. For more information, more blog posts and stories, visit our website ibounceback.net. That's it. I Indra say ciao to you. Stay safe and keep going.